How do you actually find true love in the world of modern dating? We discuss this and more with special guest, Kate Warman of the Heart of Dating podcast on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, amateur romantic, and with me as always is my refreshingly rapscallion co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and lover and fighter. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's what you like to hear. <laughs> you like to hear. Oh, and today we have with us a very special guest. She is an inspirational speaker, popular relationship coach, and the host of the Heart of Dating podcast. She helps thousands of men and women on their journeys through their through the conversations on her podcast, social media platforms, one-on-one relationship coaching, and online courses. She is also the author of the new book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, Transform Pain into Purpose and Learn to Fight for Yourself. She is the cool, the kinetic, the captivating, Kate Warman. Kate <laughs> Welcome all to the, the Overthinkers. All the cut adjectives. I love <laughs> exactly, it. I'm yeah. like, heck yes. It's a thing direction. we do here. We do. Yes. I, I enjoy it. Cool. Yes. Kinetic. Woo. Kate Mormon. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I got all, it. All true. All true. I never lie on the podcast. Um, well, today we are overthinking, but probably not by much, dating culture. It, <gasps> oh my gosh. It may not be an exaggeration to say that we are living in one of the most unhappily single eras in all of human history. <laughs> marriage rates in America have dropped to their lowest rates on record, and even sex outside of marriage and dating are declining rapidly, according to the Atlantic article, The Sex Recession. Mm. But this is not because people don't want to be dating or married. According to a July 2019 survey by Match.com, most millennials and Zoomers want to find love, which is reflected in the fact that books and YouTube videos and podcasts and dating coaches explaining how to get the girl or your man are everywhere and have only been getting more popular. This drop in relationships is happening across developed countries with Japan being the most dramatic example that people tend to point to. Kate, you host a podcast where you hear from a lot of people, particularly Christians, about their struggles with dating. And Mm -hmm. what is it about modern dating that makes it so hard for people to find love? What is it that makes it so hard for people in general? And what makes it hard specifically for Christians in particular? And how does that play into the themes of rejection in your book? My gosh. Okay, what a question. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, no, it's just simple, like one answer. <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> why, why is it hard for people to find love? I'm like, well, <laughs> who are we talking about here? Because it's like I deal with so many people individually and I'm like, ooh, hmm. ooh, yep, that. Hmm. And then this person, oh, ooh, that. And the reality is it. we try to make dating so black and white, what I'm going to say right now. And so much of this process is so gray and so nuanced. Hmm. And so what I'm going to just go off by saying first is like, there's a lot of reasons why individuals are not able to find love. And I think that's It's individually specific Hmm. to them, to their story, to their upbringing, to the way they see themselves, to the way they see others, um, to the way they are able to voice their needs, not voice their needs. There are, it's nuanced, right? And I think so much of why we can't find love is based on our individual DNA and individual stories, which is Hmm. why I love having lots of conversations about dating because 
you can't just have one, you know, like that's why mm, with, when it comes to the church and the, the one sermon a year where like we all <laughs> cling on to, it's like, that's it. And mm. I'm like, but that doesn't cover everything we need to know. There's so mm. much more. Um, but if I could boil it down to like some common themes I see sure. uh, in, in dating today is uh, there is, so when we, let's break it down for the Christian church first. Sure. Um, one reason I think it's hard for people to find love is that we honestly put so much weight into what dating looks like. Mm-hmm. And we have put so much pressure on the system of dating that we have suffocated the enjoyment process out of it at all. And okay. we also within that have so many expectations and nobody can meet our expectations basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a part of it. If you did not get married, like a lot of people ring by spring, right, right outside of college. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. um, I went to a Christian college. Yeah. I, I know <laughs> yeah, yeah, that the, the ring Woo! for spring is powerful. Yes. Right. Ring by spring. And then, so then if you're not in that category of people who yeah. got married right after college or in college, then you're going into this new place of like, uh, okay. So like, who am I just as a single person? I thought I was going to get married, you know? Right. But then as you develop over the years, you, the benefit of people who have gotten married younger, those people, a lot of pastors, I would even say, is that they're figuring themselves out together. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that yes. is one benefit of being, you know, getting married at a young age. There's also a lot of disadvantages because sure. there's a lot that you're figuring out about yourself, about the other person, about life. You're growing up together and becoming adults together. Um, but there's a benefit that you guys are figuring that jointly. The, the benefit, but disadvantage of the opposite is that you're starting to learn how to live your life very specifically. And Mm. as a single, you're like getting really good at living your life a very specific Mm. way. So take that and then try in your dating in your thirties, for example. And then you're like, oh, but I know exactly what I'm looking for. This, 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 and this, Uh, and nobody's able to fit into that bucket. And we're yeah. taught through cultural society that there's always going to be something better. And now we, sure. we culturally yeah. compa- compare through social media, through all the best Christian couples or any couple we see, and we're <laughs> like, I want that. Well, we don't really know what's going on in those people's lives. That's just the yeah. highlight yeah. reel. So we have that nuance of we have high expectations that nobody can meet. Mm-hmm. Or on the other side as well, I think the other part of this is that we put so much dang pressure on dating that we're not even able to enjoy it. We're seeing it mm-hmm. as a means to an end, my means to be able to get married. And I need to get married to fill my identity because I don't know okay. who I am as a single without that. Gosh, I'm getting real deep real fast. But anyway, oh, please, yeah. um, this is what we like. You know, and so like, so if we're, if, if we see it as a means to an end, it means that I need this thing to feel whole, to feel, feel full. And therefore I'm not even able to enjoy the process of dating because I'm seeing it as like, I need to date to find my husband, my wife. And that's my only goal. My goal is not to enjoy another person, to get to know somebody, whether or not it ends up turning into marriage, to learn more about myself, to Mm. have fun life experiences. I mean, like. I'm still unmarried. Okay. And I had a friend to ask me this morning. She's like, how do you still remain positive? Like, cause I've just had recent dating situations that weren't working out. And, um, she's like, how do you still remain positive? Like, Mm. are you so disappointed that that last thing didn't work out? I was like, well, yeah, there's a disappointment, but like, I also see it as like, I got to go on some amazing dates and Mm. I got to be pursued and I got to, feel romance. And I got to understand a different person and I had really cool memories. And she's like, Oh, 
<laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, I love that. It was great. I am a little disappointed. I want, I had hoped that it could work out, but I also really enjoyed that process. It's how sure. you see it. Okay. So, so there's both. And those are two, we have either too high of expectations or we're squashing our ability to enjoy the process. Wow. That's great. And I can tell you're a great podcast host because you just repeated like the two things several times so that people she actually remember. Up. Exactly. You said it, you described it, and then you summed it up. So well, well done. Um, I was, cause I, sometimes I have to do that for after the guest speaks. So like you did a good job there. Oh my gosh, so yeah, off, off on that. So like, okay. So yeah, the high pressure, the high pressure that, and you see, this is interesting because there was a movie that came out last year called plus one which was about sort of like the contrast between millennial dating versus uh, boomer dating, which is, which is interesting. But one of the things I talked about was this idea that you're nobody wants to settle down until I find the perfect person, partly because of the psychological damage divorce has had where it's like that didn't work out and you don't want that to happen. So that's a thing that's caught that's, that's coloring a lot of society for both Christians and non-Christians. And then you brought up the, and of course, Aziz Ansari talked about in his book, Modern Dating, about that. You're nodding your head. Yes. About, I love that book. <laughs> uh, about how so, good. so many expectations of being able to see everybody in the fishbowl makes yes. you and so many perceived options. And the swipe culture, that's where yes, it's like exactly. so hard with online dating. Yeah. So many perceived options makes it makes it hard. Um, and then with Christian culture specifically, which I went to a Christian college, all of that pressure of like, okay, I can't just casually ask somebody out because then all of her friends will know within five seconds. And then, right? you know, there will be all this stuff. So this so, feels personal, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I do all my, all my anecdotes, personal anecdotes are by other people. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's, that's really interesting. Um, so so Nathan, so uh, are there is there anything else I suppose that that is that is really well, really difficult? I had some but, thoughts yes. as, as you were talking, Kate, and it's interesting. You hit on so many things that I think hit to the heart of this culture and its kind of discontentment um, with itself. And I think that love has become um, this hope and desire yeah. that it will be the thing that will fill us. And mm-hmm. what I notice most, uh, and it's even in my life of dating, um, I'm married now. Uh, luckily enough to a wonderful woman. But I think that oftentimes we have this intrinsic desire in us. Every human has a desire to be understood, to have identity, um, to to know who we're created to be. And I think that's uh, atheist, Christian, whoever you are, we all have this desire. And I think it was planted there by God that we we do have an identity. We do have purpose. We have value. We do have direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that this culture is very lost and has an identity crisis right now. And I think that love and dating is one of the quickest ways to make yourself feel validated, to give yourself an identity, to be uh, defined in another person's eyes. And so I think that's where a lot of things are going wrong now. And you touched on this um, a bit. And because people are looking to find their identity, identity in others, in the dating thing. And I think very often, um, a a term that has come up uh, recently, quite a bit in, um, as I've been thinking through love and attraction and uh, commitment of marriage is self-actualization. This is something my mom told me my entire life is uh, in that that you have to self-actualize, discover who you are, discover who God created you to be before you can ever invite someone else into your life because that person will not be able to define you or tell you who are or offer you an identity. And I think that a lot of it, both in the church and out, is people's longing for an identity. Father Jasani, a, a theologian, Catholic theologian, 
um, who died um, maybe about a decade ago, but he talked about desire a lot and that how every desire we have is from God, that our desires are good, that we ought to listen to desires. And he was playing off of a concept that C.S. Lewis talked about, where C.S. Lewis says the problem with Christians is they think, they keep on telling us to, to don't desire, don't want to do sin, don't want to do these bad things. But he says, it's not that we desire too much, it's that we don't desire enough. Ultimately, the concept is that all these desires are God-given, but we um, we try to fill them short of the ultimate goal, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate realization of what those desires are meant to find. And I think a lot of people are trying to fill this natural God-given desire of, I need identity. I need to know who I am. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Identity on a whole. And they're looking for that in love and they're looking for that in other people. And until you self-actualize, you're never really going to going to find a healthy relationship until you find two people who have self-actualized and know who they are separately, individually, then they can never come together and create something beautifully and whole. And obviously we're human. Obviously we have mistakes. We're never going to be totally whole and totally self-actualized, mm. but I think we have to begin that process of self-actualizing and understanding ourselves and our identities before we start looking for it and others looking to fill that desire um, short of what God has asked us to fill it with. Ooh, that's so good. That's a hard lesson. And also something I've had to really learn. My story, why I started this podcast is mainly because I put my identity in male validation, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I, for 10 years, dated back to back from 14 to 24, nonstop, never was single until it ended. And my story goes, I ended that 10 years and ended in a very abusive, destructive relationship Mm. and abusive in every way. And it made me question so many things about myself as a person. And what happened was I had to take a hard look at myself and say, wait a second, who is Kate outside of relationships? Mm. Like who is Kate without needing a really, a male, a relationship like that in her life. And it got to the point where I actually had to remove male friendships from my life. Mm. Cause I realized that even male friendships at that time was still contributing to some sort of male love that I desired. And it was only until I went through those layers through therapy, counseling, inner healing, had to realize, man, I was missing some of that male presence, male love in my childhood years. And I therefore craved it in like externally through relationships. And so how do I rewire that, you know? And so that's a tendency for me that it's like, I found my identity in relationships and in men. Mm, And therefore I didn't even know who Kate was. So much of my relationships was spent trying to please them, trying to make sure that they liked me, that they wouldn't leave me, Mm. they wouldn't abandon me, you know, like it's all those things. And therefore it just left me feeling empty, feeling like I didn't know myself, feeling like I didn't love myself. And one of the relationships ended, I felt destroyed, you yeah. know? So Kate, I love that. I, and thank you for being so raw and vulnerable. Cause I think yeah. that personal stories and hearing that, um, that experience from someone can really help a lot of people out there who are going through the same thing. And, you know, I talked about this conceptually, but I found the very same thing in my life. The way I wanted to validate myself was by saving someone. I would look for someone who needed to be saved. And so I could validate myself by helping them, by offering them something. And all of a sudden this year, I I got married last year. And all of a sudden I'm with someone and she is a full, complete, healthy, godly woman. And she doesn't need to be saved. And she doesn't need me to to do something for her, to think for her, to save her. She is an entirely self-actualized whole person. And this caused me to go, wait, 
wait, who am I if I'm not saving someone? So it's really interesting how these um, these relationships, especially romantically, can play very deeply into the heart of our identity and who we are longing for, uh, who we're longing to be, especially in the validation aspect. Um, so I can absolutely understand wow. that from a different kind of perspective. That, yeah, um, that's, that's really wonderful, really great stories. Mm -hmm. I will, you know, one of the things I want to say is that, you know, we, it's, what's clear is that, you know, you cannot put your identity and your stuff in the relationship of another human being. It can't be, a, and certainly yeah. as Christians, we know that that's true. And if you're not Christians, you know, psychologically, you can't, you know, people are not strong enough to handle, you know, the weight of everything that we need. You know, the, I think, oh gee, it was David Brooks, I think who came out with an article before that was actually talking about how um, marriages were more stable back when people lived with extended families because mm. you couldn't actually, you can't as two like individuals actually handle each other. You need other people. And of course now rich people have su substituted the extended family with therapists. Not that I'm saying that you can't have both, but it's like, that's how, you know, therapy is important. Everybody. It's, yes, exactly. Everybody. No, everyone I, become rich. Exactly. <laughs> yes. expensive. But, but that to say that it's not that again, like you pointed out, it's not that you have to self-actualize yourself. And you have, that isn't to say that you need to wait a really long time to get married. And that's the only way for it to work. Because that's one of the things we're seeing is that we're seeing actually right. people, because they're placing so high a value on it and then it means so much, nobody is actually, people, fewer and fewer people are actually dating and actually getting married because they have to self-actualize before they get there because they have to meet the perfect person. Oh, uh, right. One I of Go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead oh, go ahead. no, I always say we're not looking to be perfect, but perfectable. And so yeah. for mm. me, it's like, how are we? I And I would love to be with someone who recognizes some of their own tendencies that has done oh, some of their own work. Right? Self-awareness. Oh, some that's self -awareness a good one. And is working through it. And I don't expect for every single one of those things to never be an issue again. Like, sure. yeah. you know, and that's, I think that's where the balance comes in of like what you're saying, Nathan, a whole person, what does a whole person mean? What do we mean by that? Good you know, call. and yeah. like, and yes. the, but like a whole person is saying, I, I don't know. I'm just going to do a shot at what I think a whole person is, is doing my best every day mm -hmm. to wake up and say, I am fully loved and accepted by God. And not only do I know that, that he says that, but I choose today to live into that mm -hmm. truth. And I'm going to do my best to keep coming back to that. And when I okay. get swayed, I'm going to recognize my tendencies. I'm going to know what yes. have systems in place. Do I need therapy? Do I need to talk to somebody? Yeah. Where is my trigger here? What's coming up for me? How do I know how to deal through this? Like, you know, and because there's going to be days that I don't live into that fully and completely and yeah. days that I have, We're human. I, I exactly. I have more, Unfortunately, I press yeah. more triggers. <laughs> I feel more trauma things yeah. hit me in a way that just maybe on a different day, they wouldn't hit me as hard. Right. right. And so it's not to say that like some days I'm not like, or that I never sin again, or I never hurt right. someone again. Okay, right? Like, whoa, then we're robotic. What's yeah. happening? Right. So it's, that's where I think also when it comes to relationships, what we see often is that at the first sign of conflict, the first sign mm. of anything that looks hard, people are like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say conflict or things that are uncomfortable doesn't mean the relationship is unhealthy. Doesn't mean that person isn't a relatively whole self-actualized being. It just means you're two different people hmm. that are learning the systems of each other. And that takes some coercing to do. Okay. To bring and, two lives yeah. together. Yeah. 
Well, I got this. It's interesting. When I was writing my book, um, Good Man, I, I yes. was wrestling with this question. What is a good man? And I and I kept on wanting to say it must be a perfect man. A good man has to be perfect. And it's mm. not. What I what I came to is that a good man is a man who is in process, who has chosen to begin the journey. And I think it's the same for any person. It's not about being perfect. We are human. And until we die, we've talked about this many podcasts. Until we die, we're going to be in process. But it's it's finding someone who is who has chosen to be in that process, who has chosen to take that journey right. towards a person they are becoming to become a healthy person. And again, I'll throw it back to C.S. Lewis and I'm going to botch his quote, but essentially says um, friendship is born out of two people running the same direction mm-hmm. um, and saying, do you want to run together? Essentially. Yes. And I think that um, it's not about being perfect. You're absolutely correct. It's about seeing someone who has chosen to take this journey um, and chosen to involve themselves in this process to becoming a healthy whole person, even though it'll never be completed on this earth. Yes. Yeah. So, so, good. so I want to ask for you, because I know that people are like, we all know the problem. Everybody's, you know, now that now we have done it, we figured it out. We figured out what the big, <laughs> big problems are for diagnosed. So, so now what are some of the worst advice and the bad advice that you hear other, obviously inferior dating coaches uh, <laughs> give uh, or culture to give and, and call then, them out. And call, yeah, call them by Save name. Their name. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, that'll get us trending real quickly, yeah. which is oh, what we want. Let's do and, it. Oh yeah, my gosh, but, call their names out. Exactly. Okay. But then also, and then also, what practical advice, because this is what people going to this want, practical yeah. advice can people, both men and women, um, and it, Christians, non-Christians, can do to make a difference in finding someone and then find making that relationship Ooh, last. Okay. And, I have, and yeah, I was going to say finding lasting love. Absolutely. Lasting, lasting love. love. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I have two things that are immediately coming to head. Like I'm yeah. just going off the cusp here. The first is the idea of the one. And mm. um, this happens in Christian culture. This happens in non-Christian culture. Mm. We see it through Disney, rom-coms, yep. Hollywood, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Yep. Everything is the idea of the one. And my concept of the one really is that somebody is the one because you're choose for them, you're choosing for them to be the one. Okay. Mm. And now yeah. are there better people for for us than others. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that is why just because I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, I'm a female, you're a male, doesn't mean we should get married. Okay, everyone. Yeah. So yep. everybody who's trying to set you up just because, oh, they're Christian. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we just marry the first Christian that we see. Let's make Thank it happen. God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, granted, that's what they did back in the Dizay, y'all. So sure. we are, we should be very grateful that we do have that freedom of choice today because we did not have that back mm. in the day. Touché. Dating is a new cultural thing. And that's why everybody out here trying to figure it out, but don't know what they're doing because this is new in the last 100 mm. years. Like, yeah. this is a brand new concept. Um, well, that's interesting. Just as a pause to that, yeah. that's interesting. An optimistic way to look at this is you are each individual who's doing this gets the chance to be the experimenters, the first adopters to figure out how to make this work. So later generations can <laughs> yeah. have an easier time of it. So right. you're welcome. We're, yeah. we're in process right now of yeah, doing absolutely. this in a better way. Okay. <laughs> um, and so the first thing is just the concept of the one. And I would say that that gets, you know, there. then you can break it down to like sparks and chemistry. And I do believe you need to have chemistry with the person. Absolutely. But I do think we put such weight on the chemistry, the initial chemistry, the initial spark, the amount of chemistry. And I think it comes down to physical stuff too. And we put so much emphasis on that, that like Mm. we miss the other elements of relationship that it really Mm. will be 
what keep you there. Okay. Which are the foundational pieces, the foundational pieces of friendship. Do you like this person? Do you like spending time (laughs) with them? Do you actually have a friendship with them? Do you like, do you emotionally connect to this person? Do you feel safe with them? Like we go off the one usually is about like feelings of infatuation, spark, initial chemistry, attraction, you know, and we focus so much on it. It's the feel good feels. We feel all these endorphins. We're like, whoa, like, you know, like all the things. (laughs) And that feels great. It's intoxicating. But all Mm. of that also has a shelf life, like scientifically speaking of like one year to like 18 months. So like a year to year and a half, those stuff start fading. Okay. So sometimes it starts fading earlier. Um, (laughs) But like, I mean, seriously, so the idea of the one, I believe, mm. yes, there are better people out there for us than others. And I believe that we can partner with God and use discernment to like really pay attention to that. I don't yes. believe that you should just date someone because this is good enough or mm. it's good. Like, I do believe that there are really good matches for us. Or out that there. it looks good on paper. There I, you I've go. done that before. That's it. And it's like, this should work, but it's not working. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yes. And you do want chemistry. I'm not trying to dog it because I get lots of DMs. Don't at me. Okay, y'all. Well, we have (laughs) an upcoming... We have an upcoming podcast entitled Do Looks Matter. So guys, keep an ear out because we will be diving into <gasps> that too. That. Love yeah. that. Get into it. I will save my thoughts on that, but I have lots of them. That's great. Love it. So yeah, so chemistry matters. You want chemistry, but keep in mind that there's multiple facets of chemistry um, and it's not just physical. It's not just mm. about the spark. And what matters to me, I'm more of a slow burn kind of person mm. than an initial spark that will probably fade. That's just, and again, if you have initial spark that that can still work, it doesn't mean it doesn't, sure. but it I can't just, just be that. Yeah. It's by, if it's not an initial crazy spark, that also does not mean you should write it off at right. all. Yes. And too quickly, we are writing that off. And too often we're like, they're just not the one you need to find your soulmate. And we use this language. And I'm like, I think we're kind of had bad connotations around that. Sure. And so I want to remove those connotations. So you're writing they, people off too yeah. quickly because they don't mm-hmm. match a, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Hollywood script. Um, the other one, Ooh, wait, I forgot it. And I'm just going to, Oh, uh, Oh, the other one, this is a Christian one specifically. The okay. other one yeah. is, Ooh, I would say both. It. This one is wait on God. Okay. So mm-hmm. I need to wait on God to find my person. Now, here's where I think that some of that is not bad, but I just want to debunk a little bit here. Okay. Waiting on God. What does that mean to me? I'll explain what it means to me. I believe waiting on God means I am not going to settle for just any relationship. I'm not going to settle for a relationship that just looks good on paper, a relationship where, Oh, this is good enough. No, I'm going to I want to partner with somebody to do epic things to glorify God. I want to partner with somebody where we live a full life. That's not just inner focus, but outward focus. Like Mm. that, what are we doing? We're not just here to self gratify, um, especially as Christians, we're here to outwork the kingdom, be God's hands and feet. And that's what marriage is about. We get to do that and have the opportunity to partner with somebody to do that together. So yeah, I want to, um, so waiting on God in part is not, you know, not, doing anything, but got, but settle, not settling basically. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but I don't believe it's an excuse to sit here in my self-righteousness saying that I've been so good. I'm a good Christian. I go to church every week. I read my Bible studies. I go do the worship and God is not sending me someone and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait till he sends me someone. And you know, Dr. Henry Cloud talks about this in his book, how to get a date worth keeping. And I will just (laughs) say it right now. It's like, unless you're going to marry the FedEx delivery guy in today's day and age, the Amazon delivery guy (laughs) and like, you're, God's not going to bring your man or woman to your doorstep wrapped in a silver bow. Like it, maybe that happens for some people. Okay. Granted, maybe the Amazon person's cute. Y'all <laughs> fine. All the more power to you, but that's not how it happens. So we need to actively partner with God. And I see so many people, especially Christians. I'm not doing online dating. I'm not doing this. That's not God's way. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm. y'all mm. modern times. What, who's, who is stamping online dating as being evil? Okay. Like Mm. I don't, God is in technology as well. Like, yes, Mm. technology is misused in ways, so many ways, social media, it's misused. Social media also brought me my business. That is a ministry. So like you could see it on both ends. So let's not compartmentalize and say like, God's not in that. I'm going to wait on God, blah, blah, blah. So I'm calling lots of people out right now, but the waiting on God to me <laughs> We're here for is it. a posture of your heart of like, yes. Hey, I am in surrender. Amen. I am not going to settle for anything less than an amazing relationship that will glorify God, but I'm not going to sit here in my self-righteousness and twiddle my thumbs and sulk that I haven't received someone. So there yeah. you go. Mm. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. And, and before we start wrapping up, I do want to also mention, and I think you'll agree with me, Kate, and I think you will as well, Joseph. Um, this we'll is something- see. Well, this is something I am probably not the one to be saying this, actually. Um, But as I read scripture, as I look at what God um, promises us in this life, we are not promised a person. And that is really hypocritical of me to say because I have a person, but Mm. we are not promised a person. In fact, a lot of things we are promised are heartache, are um, uh, heartbreak, uh, trials. Yes, thank you. There are, yeah, we're not promised a person and this life is not our ultimate home. And so I think a lot of both Christians and maybe non um, spend a lot of time uh, very expectantly thinking they deserve someone. And I, and I genuinely hope that you listen out there, find someone you love, but also there's a, and Kate, you talk a lot about this on the heart of dating. Everyone have read the Instagram and follow um, the heart of dating and Kate, she talks a lot about this, about um, there, you are a whole person. You can have a beautiful, lovely life that is um, that is in in the in the image of a creator that he created you to live out. Um, that you don't need someone to complete you. And I know that's interesting to say on a podcast about dating and finding love. But you are a full, complete, whole person with or without love. And I have to do the work to become a whole. I have to continue the process of do, becoming a whole, complete person with my wife or without her. And I think that um, it's important to remember that we are not promised somebody, but we do have the ability to mature, to grow, and to become whole people ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, we. So a downer note to end the podcast, but (laughs) no, it's not a downer. That's so good. We did a whole episode on that, and from Mm. a woman who is. 39, 40, something like that. And Charlie Cobble, we talked about like, what does it look like to not feel like we deserve this because Mm, we've been so perfect in our Christian lives, which a, we're not perfect, but B like God doesn't promise that. And we cherry pick Bible verses such as God will give you the desires of your heart. And we're like, (gasps) That means he absolutely a hundred percent totally yeah. will no matter what. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but is God yeah. so good if he doesn't? And yeah. what yeah. it like, what are you doing in your life 
right now to live for God and still enjoy what you do have instead mm. of just being disappointed in what you don't. And I think so often as singles and not to, I'm still unmarried. Okay. I'm saying this to everyone Same. saying yeah. like, I get it. That's disappointing. I'm in my thirties. I went through a breakup this last year. That was unexpected mm. for me. And still I'm like, Hey, I still love my singleness and I love what God's doing in my life. And I, I love the season. There's so much blessing and richness in it. And do I still desire marriage? Yes. Hmm. Will I still come to God and pray for those things? Yes. Will I still pursue it? Yes. Sometimes I take breaks from it because yes, I need that, but I will still pursue it. And I will still live into the wholeness and fullness of my singleness and what I'm doing as a single woman in my life and my calling, my career, my friendships, we, it doesn't have to be void of this part yeah. of our lives and living a full, rich, amazing purpose Absolutely. life. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, I, I love that, Kate. That's, that's mm -hmm. great. And I think awesome. a lot of people will really connect to that. No, I think that it's, it's really cool. I think one of the things we sort of talked about this is that in a sense, we have made uh, dating and marriage and love in the place of God, so important to our identity that it can't actually support the weight of what we need from it. And therefore hmm. we try to have yeah. all that stuff where we destroy it and we make it so we can't have it at all. And I think that one of the interesting things is, so there's an article in the Atlantic called the happiness recession, which I'll very, be very quick um, about this. But one of the things it says is that it tr tracks sort of the rising rates of depression, partly to the fact that there's people are having less sex, which they say is partly because if people are not getting married, which they say is partly because people are not going to church and they're not having places where they can actually meet people in a natural and healthy way. And I think that one of the things is that, you know, is as a Christian, one of the things that's amazing is like, oh, so if it means if you put God first, and if you're putting the way human beings are supposed to be first, which is being in community and being with other people in a, in a, in a healthy community, then the stuff that you're all looking for, like marriage and those things, has a more natural way to come about because it's being done in the ways that we're designed to work. Mm. Um, and I think that that's really wonderful. I think there's one thing I've gotten from this podcast. If enough, I don't know what you listeners have gotten from the podcast. I hope it's been a lot of things. There's been a lot here, but what I've gotten is that putting God first and the most important things first is, is, is the first step in actually, um, getting what you want from the dating world. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. it. Oh, awesome. Kate, this has been so much fun. And guys, please uh, follow her and her Instagram and blog and podcast and everything. She has an infinite amount of more wisdom than we could ever get to in the podcast today. <laughs> so please make sure to check that out. But now we're going to go into my favorite segment of the time called <gasps> blesses and curses. And I think I gave oh, you a head. Blesses and curses. I, I know you did. And I was like, what <laughs> okay, good. I? Okay. <laughs> I've been known to forget to remind people and put them on the spot. And of course. Um, but this is a time where we bless and curse things that have to do with the podcast, some sort of piece of art, movie, book, any kind of thing. Um, and so today, we're, since it is February, since we are talking about love, um, I thought it'd be fun to bless and curse uh, romance, movies, books, whatever it might be, but things in the genre of romance. So, Kate, you can either go first, it's, it's dealer's choice, go first, um, or you can go last, uh, depending on if you want last. to watch us. Okay, <laughs> literally every guest does. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah but Joseph, one, day, no. one day a guest will say go first. That's, yeah, that's but, right. But no. Joseph, Very what do you got for us? So, okay, so for my bless, I, I got a couple blesses. I'm going to do um, How I Met Your Mother. The TV show. Mm. It's one of my absolute favorite TV shows of all time. Same. And one of the reasons is that I think it does the best job of exploring 
what um, what it actually the dating world looks like today, mm. because it's like you know, in everybody's looking for the one, and the ways that that ways that were sort of self destructive, and, and in terms of actually finding ourselves, it's very honest about the good things, the bad things about the modern world, but in terms of the diagnosis of like, oh, I'm looking for the one, but actually I'm the reason my immaturity and my all my problems, the way I'm going about it is the mm. reason I'm not finding them. I think it's incredibly honest, incredibly beautiful. Look at mm. that while, all, while still, and I think it's an amazing critique of sort of modern secular um, and non-secular kind of dating culture while also being like this finding love and finding community is really valuable. So mm. I think I will, I will make that as my bless. My curse, I'm actually going to kind of go in a different direction. I was going to go in an easy direction and do The Bachelor, but, <laughs> <laughs> which is everything evil and shallow and everything wrong with our ideas of... of, of oh, of my God. But, okay. but, oh, I think we got a fan, Joseph. I uh, think we just, uh, You're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I'm actually going to go and go for a, a less easy one, but is to go after sort of um, many of the MGTOW uh, YouTube uh, channels that I find Explain for people who don't know yes, what men going is. their own way, which is a whole uh, phenomenon of men just saying, you know what? Dating sucks. Women suck. Oh and so I'm my gosh. I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to yeah. do any of it. And I've watched a few of those people and I've watched them. Some of my, some more, more bitter moments. And even in my, some of my more bitter Lord moments, I look at those people and I'm like, Oh, this is sad. And I know why. And it's because, you know, many of them are hurt and it's cathartic to listen to people who, are hurt by dating and relationships when you're hurt in dating mm. relationships. But the, you know, C.S. Lewis, we brought up C.S. Lewis like for a third time, fourth time this podcast. <laughs> a lot to say about love. Crowd yes. favorite, crowd but, favorite. Exactly. But, um, but he said, you know, the, that the, the, the problem with saying, okay, my response to getting hurt is I'm not going to love anymore or make myself vulnerable mm. to that is that it will work. Um, mm. Is that the thing is if you make yourself unable to be hurt, um, then you are um, making then then you're making yourself unable to be hurt, but also unable to experience love, to be loved, and also to love yes. others. And mm-hmm. so it is a soul destroying thing. And so I think that if you're a guy and you are have been hurt in your relationships with women or by the dating culture in general, that it may be cathartic to go to some of these YouTube websites and and go to some of these things yeah. and listen to people oh. spout about it. And maybe for like one night to just be like, again, I've listened to Avril Lavigne when I was hurt and dating and feeling angry and be like, yeah, we all oh my have. God. Like, and so like maybe for a night, but <laughs> that's Taylor fine. Swift. And Taylor Swift, exactly. Yeah. So, like, so maybe for a brief period, but you cannot stay there. It's not healthy mm. to stay there. You have to use that as a time to just let it out and then go to somewhere more positive and more constructive because, you know, even if you're supposed to be single, like, and that's your, your calling, it's, you cannot build your life about it being about upset with somebody else and hating somebody else and angry with somebody else. It has to be, you're meant for relationships. You're meant to love other people, whether it's romantically and probably will be romantically because most people that is, but, and to love other people has to be where you end up. Mm. Amen. That's great. And mine are, are much shallower. (laughs) Um, but I have, I have a few, just to be deep real quick. I will say one of my blessings is the four loves by CS Lewis. One was Mm. beautiful, um, breakdowns and understandings of love. I have, I have ever read. I like everything he does. I'm an uh, unabashed fan of his, but the four loves is a beautiful book where he goes into the different kinds of love that we experience as humans. And it's just a beautifully written, um, 
perspective uh, look into love. So please check that out. Also, we were talking about Boundaries earlier. I think um, Dr. Cloud was mentioned earlier. Amazing book. This Boundaries, goes for all yeah. of life, but yes. definitely amazing for love too. Before you ever even think about getting into a relationship, please read Boundaries. It's simple. I know it's cliche to say, but it's just an amazing book that really changed my life. Um, I think I'll probably mention that on a recent podcast too, because I'll mention that a lot. As far as movies, um, my blesses are going to be three. I'll make these quick. Her. I just watched Her again. And I think it so beautifully shows, I use beautifully a lot today, but you know, it's, a, it's about love, so that's fine. Um, I think it so beautifully shows the human's natural desire for connection and love and the extent we go to find and reach it. Um, so I think, and aside from that, just as an actor and a filmmaker, it is so beautifully acted and wonderfully created. Just uh, hers, absolutely one of my favorites. Um, then another one that I've seen about a thousand times, it's not considered high art cinema, but it is amazing. It's called, He's Just Not That Into You. And I think this movie is, um, it's not like perfect. It like well, you're that. wrong, but um, it's so good. I love it. That. Is so, I like what it's trying to say. It, I think it's so healthy for people to yeah. watch this because it really gets into the honest psychology behind how we work as humans when it comes to love and sexuality and relationships. And, um, mm. and I, I don't know, I, I have a million things to say about it, but it's just really good. And I find that very much of it is really, really truthful um, when it comes to this whole subject. And then my last one is um, 500 Days of Summer. I absolutely love this. I've loved this for um, this movie for since it came out. Um, I think it one of my top films. Yeah, it's kind of the anti rom com where and I don't want to give anything Mm -hmm. away. But if you haven't seen it, come on. But it it shows the realism and the consequence of um, idolizing someone and expecting to find your identity in someone else. And I think it's aside from that, it's just a. I mean, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is just one of my favorite actors. And it's so fun and funny to watch. So you get a really great deep lesson and a really fun ride. So I love 500 Days of Summer. My curses are, um, one, first, it's going to be Titanic because there was absolutely absolutely room on the raft for Jack. Do not curse my favorite movie (laughs) of all time. There was room on the raft, Kate. Come on. Okay, there was room on the raft, but why are <laughs> it you? It is a very it? good movie. It's a great movie. Okay. There was room In all on honesty, it. I've seen like half of it twice, and I think it's like the same half. So, um, so I really need to go back and actually watch You've the movie all the way seen through. Seen half of Titanic. <laughs> So in, I, a, in a world where most blockbuster movies are for men, we cursed the one that's like blockbuster <laughs> for women. <laughs> that's true. Okay. That well, is I'm my favorite to... movie of all time. Okay. Okay. In that case, I will have to go watch it again and I'll come back to the podcast <laughs> okay. and, give, <laughs> and give my real reaction. Um, and then my other curse, which will make just as many people unhappy, um, is Friends. I think Friends. Agreed. I, I know. 100%. I know it's a, a cultural um thing i know that people don't love do this it. Don't do it. <laughs> but he's right yeah. this one he's right about though but listen don't i i do it it's and again i have to say if there's a war between how i met your mother and friends how i met your mother wins every time i'm so sorry kate and all of our listeners who are friends people oh my gosh i wish i had deeper reasons for not liking friends i guess i could go into like the you know it cheapens love or sex or whatever i just don't think it's as good as how i met your mother so that's those will, are my I, two curses i will say i will say jumping off on that Everything that it celebrates is the stuff that How I Met Your Mother puts down as makes fun of as the problem in relationships. Interesting. And Interesting. I think that they, they, treat, they treat relationships and it's treated in a 
fine way, the way, similar way that Barney treats relationships in How I Met Your Mother, and it's treated as a problem. And I think that that's interesting. That's a that's why I I curse friends. I yeah. join your curse. For what friends. what you said? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like I just cursed two things you love, and I feel sort of. Well, once again, you have a podcast where you can talk about these lousy hosts. You know, you were you did an interview how wrong they I'm were. I'm Taylor oh. Swifting, y'all. <laughs> or you can have us on your podcast and explain to us why we're wrong on there on your turf. But yes, oh <laughs> anyway. Is well, it my turn now? No, it is curses. Okay, blessings. I'll go with the blessings, right? Wait, it just oh, okay. So one of my favorite movies of all time. That uh, like that really, I think for relationships, I love it, is the holiday. Okay. And I want to explain why. Ooh, um, the why I love the holiday is because, and I've seen it so many times, and every time I'm like, it hits me in different ways, but Kate Winslet's story, um, two women in it, if you guys have not seen it, two different love stories that form, they switch places, house swap. Anyway, Kate Winslet is the classic. She is putting her identity in an unavailable, emotionally unavailable Mm. man. Mm. And this man is also very classic narcissist. And it's just this picture of like that, these classic figures on both sides. And that's why I love it. He's an unhealthy guy, this guy that she, Jasper, and she is just hopelessly in love with him and uh, wants to be with an emotionally unavailable man and ties herself to him. Mm -hmm. And I love the part later in the movie where the old man, basically they're at dinner and he's like, you are playing the role of the best friend, but you are the leading lady. Stop playing the role of the best friend. Like you need to be the leading lady of your own life. Mm. And I, oh my gosh, just like how much um, metaphor there is in that, of that how, so how many times we're acting like the best friend in quote unquote in a movie Mm. perspective, but like we are the own leading people of our own lives. Like we need to act like that and act like we, um, I mean, not to be like the deserving part, but like not settle for a guy who's treating us this way and yeah, giving scraps yeah. to us uh, because we deserve, we deserve, we should be the best for us as somebody who's actually willing to fully commit to us and sacrifice things to be with yeah. us. So I love Kate Winslet's transformation. On the other side, Cameron Diaz can so relate to her like workaholism mm. and her lack of disconnect, disconnection from her own heart. The whole movie, she's like trying to cry and can't cry. And mm. I feel like that represents mm. so many people that feel like they have to present an image of just who they are. And yeah. I'm working mm. and working and w- working, whether you're a man or a woman, honestly, that's yeah. a big masculine yeah. thing that happens as well. Yeah. And just her transformation of being able to feel and to soften her heart. And by the end of the movie, she sheds a tear, you know? And then of course, Jude Law, not a great person in real life, but in this movie, (laughs) I love that he is just like this sensitive man. Like there's a line where he's like, I'm a weeper. I'm a classic weeper. I weep over everything. Oh, Jude Law makes it hard for all of us. I know, I know. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I love it. Like he just weeps. He's like, I'm a dad and I have a cow in the backyard and um, I'm Mr. Nap. Head. And anyway, y'all, I just love it that he- It's a beautiful movie. It is beautiful. And then we can't forget Jack Black, who's great in that film as well. Oh my gosh, well. yes. Yes. He's probably also one of the best. So love that film and how many different individuals it shows yeah. and mm. all of them coming together. And there's so much healing and all of that. So I want to bless that movie because I just love it. Um, yeah, yeah, good good bless. Yeah. Um, I definitely over-explained that one. Um, let's see. A Curse. Man, well, I will initially just curse Jerry Maguire because I think that ruined it for so many people. Oh, you complete me 
um, uh, line yes, is yeah. everything against what we should ever go for. And we all saw that and we're like, oh, so romantic. Mm. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but like, it literally is has instilled a cultural norm that we need mm. somebody to complete us. And yes. so I just want to curse that film because I'm like, I don't think it's cute. I don't think we need someone to complete us. And we need to get away from that. But I also simultaneously want to curse all reality television. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, because it is so, oh my gosh, it's just so bad. And I, 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 I hate watching it. I mean, mm. okay, so I do sometimes watch The Bachelor, but I'm not. <laughs> I think that so much of it is unrealistic and just sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. And I think yeah. in the US, we have a special affinity for reality TV. And it just shows relationships in such a negative, like a bad way. Like I just... Mm makes me sad so i can't even pinpoint like one specific sure. show just do um, all of it just curse I, all of it it's fine yeah. all of reality tv like that yeah um not good okay that's it that's it and i want to re-bless titanic that's all <laughs> <laughs> now it's neutral it's just it's just yeah. the curse and blessings have balanced each other out well, oh, we'll, do that. well you and i will watch we'll watch titanic together and then you can either re-curse it or bless it in our we'll podcast see. Nathan. our yeah. listeners are on the edge exactly Kate, thank you so much for coming on we've had a blast with you if people want to get in touch with you to listen to your podcast to follow the stuff you're doing where can they go and also please tell us about any projects conferences books that you have out now that they can take yeah come visit me at instagram at kateness at heart of dating find us on heartofdating.com our podcast heart of dating wherever podcasts are and my book thank you for rejecting me transform pain into purpose and learn to fight for yourself it february 16th it's in the world and it's you guys like what a better time in this month Mm. of heart (laughs) love rejection heartbreak i mean i talk about every single thing in this book i'm talking about the self-actualization actually going back to Mm. like just finding wholeness and who we are and healing from so many of our past traumas and past rejections because we are will continue to get rejected in many ways so how do we know that fact but be able to come to heal from what's happened to us and come forward with more strength um, in the future. Not saying we're invincible, not saying we're robotic. Okay. But being able to recognize the things that have weighed us down most and be more Mm. prepared for the future. There's freedom in that. Um, So yeah, I wrote about the biggest rejections that have happened in my life from abuse, betrayal, um, heartbreak, abandonment, uh, we talk also about self-rejections too, like mm-hmm. body hate, body image, insecurity, wow. self-hatred, yep. all of it. So yeah, that's, it's Fantastic. good. I love it. And that Guys, is- this book is going to be great. Yeah. Check out <laughs> yeah. her book. Get Amazon, Barnes Noble, anywhere you get, you get books. Please grab a copy because if there's one person who has insight into the world of dating and relationships today, we really did get the expert on this podcast. So please <laughs> go buy her book. You will not be sorry if this is something you're interested in. And where can people find you, Nathan? <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell them first, you can go to, if you want to get in touch with us, the overthinkers, go to the overthinkersjournal.com. You can tell us how much you love us or how much you hate us. You can find out a little more about your host. We just want attention. If we just want attention and we have some great articles, reviews, insights, philosophy, faith uh, coming out on there, uh, especially in this next year, we have a lot of great stuff, a lot of great 
um, writers and posts coming up. So please check out the overthinkersjournal.com. We also have a fantastic Facebook group. We now have hundreds of people who are posting memes and discussions and Heck articles yeah. and videos all about faith and creativity and art and philosophy, all the things we talk in the podcast. So please join the group. We'd love to have you. And it's so much fun. It's the Overthinkers group on Facebook. It's a private group and we want you there. And if you want to get in touch with me, go to my website at nathanclarkson.me. You can find out all about me or just search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any socials. Joseph, how can people find you? People can find me on all the socials as well. Also, my website, josephholmstudios.com. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. And thank you, Kate, for coming here. This has been fantastic. And remember, everyone, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. <laughs>